0: didn't listen how do you disclose bipolar disorder at work and well should you disclose at all and if you're going to how do you tell your boss supervisor colleagues and human resources that you have bipolar disorder what are the pros and cons i'm going to be honest there's mostly cons but there are a few pros stay tuned to hear what they are
1: you're listening to inside bipolar a healthline media podcast where we tackle bipolar disorder using real world examples and the latest research
0: Welcome, everybody. My name is Gabe Howard, and I live with bipolar
1: disorder. And I'm Dr. Nicole Washington, a board-certified psychiatrist.
0: We recently did an episode on disclosing bipolar disorder and, like, friendships and romantic relationships. And the internet being what it is, it's like, well, how do I do it at work? Should I do it at work? Why didn't they cover work? This is a fair question, right, Dr. Nicole? When do you disclose at work? Should you disclose at work? How do you tell your boss, supervisor, colleagues, HR that you have bipolar disorder in the workplace. Good topic?
1: Absolutely, because work stress is huge for a lot of the people I
0: see. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. First, we've got the actual question. Right. Should you disclose bipolar disorder at work? And if this were a yes-no question, meaning we couldn't talk about it for the next half an hour... I'd say no,
1: I would also say no <laughs> okay, okay, all right <laughs> good we're, we're, no. on,
0: we're on <sighs> the same page, but I, that's like a really tough thing for me, right as somebody who lives with bipolar disorder suggesting to people that hey you 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 know that thing that you're managing that thing that's part of you, don't share it at work. It does impact your ability to to I don't know connect with your coworker Well I recognize it's not the office. I mean, do you really need to connect with your coworkers?
1: I mean, my answer is no um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, My answer is no. My answer is just straight up no. My but I it, no. It, but can you see where that's hurtful? I mean, sincerely.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. But do we disclose other things? Like, are you at work telling your friends at work, like, hey, I got diabetes. Hey, I have high blood pressure.
0: I mean, kind of. Yeah.
1: Not all the time, though, right? Like, some people are, are very uh, closed off. Like, they don't necessarily share a lot of that part of them with people they work with.
0: Some people are, but consider this scenario. I don't know many people who are off work for two, three, four, six weeks, right? Because they have to have a surgery, a baby, there's a right. death in the family, diabetes, whatever. And then when they come back and people are like, hey, are you okay? Where have you been? They're like, I will not disclose. No, they always say that it's because of, and then there's a potluck and there's a card and there's mm. niceness.
1: I don't think there's an always. I think you can be as open or as partially open as you choose to be. What if you returned from I've been off for two weeks and oh, we heard you were in the hospital. What was wrong? Oh, I, I think there's a way for you to be vague enough about it that you don't have to feel forced to tell people what was going on with you.
0: I think that's a really good point, and, and I want to just pause on that for a moment. The answer to whether or not you should disclose that you have bipolar disorder at work is actually it's whatever you want. All right. It, it's up to you. No, nobody should force you. Nobody should make you feel bad. So we're going to discuss some of the pros and cons of disclosing, why people don't disclose, why people should disclose, it. Uh, because you know we have a half an hour to fill, and that's just <laughs> what we do. Doctor Nicole, for me, Gabe Howard, personally. I disclosed immediately. Okay. I came back from work and they're like, hey, you were gone for three weeks. Where were you? And I said, ah, I was in the psychiatric hospital. I I wanted to kill myself. This was before I used phrases like, you know, died by suicide. And, right. and wow. this is raw. This is raw Gabe. That's pretty open. How did that work out? Poorly. Very, very poorly. It worked out very, very, po- it was not good. It was very, very bad. But I want to tell you here, here's why I did it. Because everybody else did you know, I was 28 years old. Everybody, we, we all got along. I had worked for this place for three and a half, four years. I thought these people were my friends. I mean, I understood that they were in like the work friend category, but the word friend was in there and we had celebrated so many things. We had birthday club and we had potlucks and we celebrated holidays and we had holiday parties. And every time somebody's like close relative died, we went to the funerals. I mean, I'm not saying it was like The Office, the sitcom, but it was as close as it could be to that kind of environment in real life. Mm -hmm. I felt like they were a supportive group of people who genuinely cared about me. Also, I didn't understand things like discrimination and stigma at that point. Mm. I I was a 28-year-old white guy. I did not know that mental illness had a thing. I was diagnosed with a medical condition. I was told there was nothing to be embarrassed about. So I opened up about it.
1: Right, and so when people ask me, should I disclose, one of the first things we talk about is what are the positives that could come from disclosing and what are the negatives? And then we just have to risk benefit. What are you willing to deal with? And some people are very much like, nope, I'm gonna put it out there. I need people to know because if I start behaving in a different way or anything like that, and some people say it's not worth the risk, right? Like I can't afford to risk losing my job or risk being ostracized by my peers at work because all of a sudden I'm this mentally ill person that they don't want to invite to happy hour or to events or things like that. So it really is super individual, but there's a lot to consider.
0: I have both sides of the spectrum. I have the worst case scenario, disclosing at work, and ultimately about a year later, I lost my job because of just, just bullshit things. The, the The things that they listed to actually terminate me were untrue. And one of the things that they listed is that I faked bipolar disorder family medical leave act. I needed, I was off work during this time. I'd been off work for six weeks. And they said in order to approve that time off, they needed my medical records. I signed them. They had an independent review and the independent reviewer said that I did not have mental illness and that I was faking. And they ordered me back to work. I said, I, I can't come back to work. I am in fact not faking. And they said, oh, well, that's essentially the same as abandoning your job. That is it. You have quit. You are, you are fired. And I said, but I don't I don't understand how the doctors who see me, the therapists who see me, the 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 hospital who saw me, I fooled them all, but the person who read the documentation, that's it, didn't talk to me, just read documentation, saw right through it. Yeah. That's 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 some kind of amazing.
1: So that's a good example of why not to disclose, right? Yep,
0: that is a really good example of why not to disclose. That is a
1: really good example of why not to disclose. And I'm not saying that a person should hear this and go, well, I'm never gonna disclose. There's going to be times when you decide that it's time or you want to, or you. it's a very individual decision, but I don't think it's a decision that should be taken lightly or impulsively. And you should just consider the pros and cons of that decision before you do the disclosure. You need to write out what the potential pros are, what the potential cons are, and make an informed decision before you do that.
0: I believe that the mistake that I made when I got the negative reaction is that I did take it impulsively. I didn't consider anything. I didn't understand what was happening, and I just blurted it out. But finally, I was so new. Right? I, I wasn't stable. I hadn't reached recovery yet. I had just been diagnosed six weeks prior and now I'm sharing it with everybody. I couldn't possibly have given good information to my coworkers as I was blurting this out because I didn't have a good understanding how could i help them understand what my life was when i didn't understand what my life was i feel that that was a mistake but now let's fast forward it took me 4 years to reach recovery now i'm in recovery i understand bipolar disorder i've got support i've got i've got success i've got an understanding i've got my my medication is under control my therapist is under control i i basically just look like a boring guy at this point right i'm just i'm just some dude but it hurt yes it it hurt to keep it inside I felt like I was keeping a secret. Now, this is this is me personally. I just felt like I wasn't able to connect with people because I was hiding this. I, I also started to feel ashamed. Like Gabe, why aren't you telling people this? Is it because you think you're bad? And my opinion means something to me. I have a lot of anxiety and and self esteem issues and 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 imposter syndrome. And one of the things that kept coming up over and over again is. Gabe, you don't think you're a good person. Well, yes, I do. Well, then why won't you tell people that you have bipolar disorder? Well, because it's shameful. Yep, it is. And this was like the narrative that was going in my brain. Okay. And I finally decided, all right, I'm just going to tell everybody. I'm just going to tell everybody and let the chips fall where they may. But here's the part that I want to make sure that people understand. The, the Gabe Howard that made that decision was incredibly different than the Gabe Howard who disclosed the first time. The the Gabe Howard who disclosed the first time was still sick, was still reeling, had not reached recovery yet. I, I was six weeks from diagnosis. Looking back, it's not surprising that it turned out poorly. So if you decide to disclose to everybody, have a game plan right? What's your game plan? Also know this, you will become the ambassador for all things bipolar disorder and mental illness once you disclose. Yes. Now, I don't mean like if you become an advocate and have a podcast or write or come out with a book or become a public speaker. No, no, you will be the go-to. The minute something bad happens and the media says, well, mental illness is a problem, everybody will be like, what's your opinion? Yeah. They they will just, you are the tour guide. Yes. For yes. bipolar disorder. Yes. So. Yes. When, when you're doing your pro and con list, just remember, do you want to be constantly answering questions about mental illness because you will.
1: Yeah. If there's a wellness committee, they're going to ask you to be on it. Listen, as a black physician who is often the only black person in this position in a variety of organizations I've worked in, you you get called on to do all the diversity stuff, all the stuff, right? Like I'm I'm the I'm the go-to, right? When I taught in an academic setting, Who's going to teach the African-American culture series? Oh, Dr. Washington. Of course, it's going to be her. Right. So I I get that. I get that for sure. And that could be a pro or con, right? Like maybe you want to be able to educate people about it and you don't mind. Maybe you'd rather not be the face of all of bipolar disorder for uh, your company. But I get that. What do you think about disclosing at the interview? This is a question I get a lot. People ask me, like, hey, I'm gonna interview for this job. Like, do I tell them that I'm gonna need time off for appointments? Do I tell them? Like, how do I how do I deal with that?
0: Listen, I, I believe very, 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 very. I, I don't have enough varies. I, I believe that the deck is stacked against the workforce. Employers hold way too many of the cards. I live in Ohio, which is an at-will state, meaning they can fire you for any reason. I, I know some companies have unions and that's fantastic, but it often takes 90 days or six months to be able to enter the union. Sometimes you start the job, not even as an employee. You're a contractor for the first six months working for a contract company. There's lots of things that are stacked against you. We talk about all the rights that workers have. While some of those rights are accurate and are sacrosanct, they don't kick in for the first year, right? Like FMLA, they're like, oh, well, Family Medical Leave Act will protect you, right? Doesn't kick in for the first year. You have to work that job for one year before FMLA will protect you. And the the longer you're at a place, the more... I don't want to say the more rights you have, but the bigger case you have, if you start a job, you're there for a month and they fire you, they can always say I was a training issue. It didn't work out. They didn't fit in unless somebody like puts in writing, we're firing Gabe because he has a medical condition and we just don't want him here. You're probably not going to be able to make that case. If you've been there a month, I only say that whole soapbox moment because I really advise people that look. Wait as long as you can. Yep. I That is the best advice that I have. That's number yeah. one. Wait as long as you can. You will have a bigger foundation of which to stand. The second thing is, is when it does come time to disclose make an appointment with human resources. And in fact, make an appointment with human resources when your supervisor is out of the room. See if you can come in on a Saturday, just make the appointment in person. Don't put in an email in case your email is being monitored, like, like do some real clandestine shit here, right? Just, just, just make that appointment after hours so that your supervisor doesn't wonder why you're in HR. And then Explain it and have the documentation to back it up. Get with your version of Dr. Nicole ahead of time and say, look, I'm going to disclose at work. Generally speaking, people disclose because they need accommodations. Right. Like you alluded to, they need extra breaks or they need their desk moved or they need something, right? If you can get away without disclosing, that's what I recommend. But if you need to disclose, it's probably because you need something. Get your ducks in a row first. Get Absolutely. with Dr. Nicole and fill out the form. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, is there is there a form, right? Because, like you said, there's no FMLA in that first year. So, if it's in that first year, you may not have much of a leg to stand on if you need time off to go to appointments and they don't want to give it to you. Hi there, I'm Fema Crane, editor in chief of Psych Central. Whether you're looking for free resources, quizzes, or thought-provoking personal perspectives, Psych Central has what you need to join you on your mental health journey. Psych Central's talented team of award-winning writers, editors, and medical professionals are passionate about creating a safe, inclusive, and trustworthy environment where you feel seen and heard. Visit us now at psychcentral.com. That's psychcentral.com. back talking about when to disclose bipolar disorder in the workplace.
0: I sound pessimistic and like I hate employers. And that's that's not the case. I just, I'm very realistic here that many, many people, they're just working jobs where yeah, they're just not going to get the support that they need. Listen, if you are a physicist, and you won a Nobel prize you can disclose at the interview, Right. That's cool because Nobel prize winning physicists can get away with a lot. Right. 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 But for most of us, if we're having this conversation, we're probably in our early twenties, maybe our, our, our mid twenties, late twenties, maybe we're probably not established in our careers. Maybe you've got some work gaps. If you are at the top of your career. Yeah. M- maybe disclosing right in the interview. I-, I can tell you that I disclose in the interview, but I I'm sort of at the top of my career right now. You know, I I go to apply for podcast production. People are still asking what a podcast is. The fact that I understand it and I've been doing this for seven years, people are like, well, I'm willing to tolerate that. I mean, after all, who else are we going to hire? There's just not a lot of people out there doing it. But I I think about 28 year old Gabe.
1: You also have the luxury, though, of. You could not disclose it, but I can guarantee you that future employers or possible employers are Googling you and looking at your social media. And so they already know. There's no way that you could hide it, right?
0: Yeah, there's, there's no way at all. Just, just Google Gabe Howard. It's right there. It's got a picture of me on stage. It's got a picture of my wife. And she says it's a bad picture. And it says up there, podcaster. And then right there, Gabe Howard lives with bipolar disorder. Like it's right there. I can hide nothing.
1: But this also speaks to people out there with social media accounts. It is not uncommon for HR folks and future employers to look you up on social media to see what they see.
0: I really like that you said that because you are correct. Human resources just googles you. Yeah. If you're all over Facebook with with your diagnosis and your page is public. Yeah, and your
1: page is public. <laughs> and your page is public. Yeah. You might yeah, want yeah. to disclose, right?
0: You might want to disclose in the interview. Now, some people are in a position that this is okay, that they, they can wait longer to find a job, they're in a career where they are. You know, we said at the top of the show, it, it is a personal decision and it's a personal decision that you got to make. But you know, that's not even all fair because let's, let's swing the pendulum the other way. I know a person who lives with bipolar disorder, who is at the top of their field as a defense attorney. One of the best defense attorneys in their state. They are super well-respected, incredible lawyer. They are not telling a soul. No. Because listen, I'm going to say something that that is not popular. I don't know that I would want to hire a defense attorney with bipolar disorder. I mean, if, if I'm on trial for murder... I want everything to go well. If I'm in the position where I need a defense attorney and this person is a high level defense attorney, so their their, their clients are, in fact, on trial for murder, manslaughter, just they do some serious shit and I get it. I can't even argue with them when they told me that they don't want to disclose because they don't think it would be a good look.
1: Let me ask you a question. What do you think about your doctor? If your doctor said, oh, I have bipolar disorder.
0: I personally would not have a problem with that. In fact, I kind of like it. I kind of wish I could find that. I understand because of the boundary issues that we've discussed in previous episodes, and right. I understand why doctors don't want to share that. But but for me personally, I would like that.
1: I will tell you that there are lots of doctors out there who choose not to be in treatment because medical boards are intrusive and ask you a lot of questions about Have you been treated for mental illness? And there are lots of people who won't even go into treatment because they are concerned about losing their livelihood, right? There's a reason why we see our physicians with some increase in mental health and suicides and not getting help. Because honestly, we see it, right? If a mom sees her child's pediatrician at the psychiatrist's office that she goes to. She might question, like, oh. Well,
0: the, the stigma and the discrimination of of mental illness is, is so, so, so right. pervasive. It gets into everything.
1: Yeah. So there are a lot of people in a lot of different industries. The point is, like, you make the attorneys the doctors. This is not unique to the young person who is new in the workforce. This happens across the board. This is regardless of whatever level of education or degree, like a lot of this stuff is just pervasive to having the disorder and then having to try to manage it.
0: So this is, uh, I, we've gone off and we've got like an octopus of, of, of information here, right? We've got like the core issue of whether or not to disclose and then the arms go off in all of these different ways. I would love to tell you that I'm about to summarize it for you, but but I'm not, because it's really, really messy depending on your industry, where you live. If you live in a big city, it's super, super easy just to apply for 20 jobs and disclose it all of them and see which one is cool, right? Because people are out there. Let's say that, that I am working in, and this is a true story, I'm working in a scrub shop, right? I'm, I'm selling scrubs, I'm managing a, a mobile scrub store, and you come in and apply and you disclose that you live with bipolar disorder. This is going to be an asset, right? I, I'm thinking, all right, okay. I live with bipolar disorder, so right. I understand you. I, I can manage you in some ways a little bit better. So I'm kind of thinking, hey, I'm really glad you disclosed. True story, absolutely happened. Hired the person. As far as I know, they're still there. After I left, they took my job. But right. that was... That person is in central Ohio, big city, a couple of million people. And I talked to them after and they're just like, look, I just didn't need this anymore, much like the decision that I made. So I just started telling all employers I was applying for sales jobs. And if they didn't like it, if they were scared of it, I didn't want to deal with it three months from now. You liked it. It worked good. You were a good boss, Gabe. I'm, I'm so glad that we can stay in touch on Facebook. But that was a risk for them.
1: So basically, they took the stance of, I'm just going to tell everybody. Right. And if a person doesn't want me because of that and they never invite me to the interview or I don't make it past the first round, I'd rather that than to be there and get invested and kind of get into a rhythm and then have the rug pulled out under me.
0: Exactly. And that is a valuable, worthwhile, and excellent position. It just doesn't work for everybody. Right. Let's, let's remove the sales job and then let's pretend that there's only one employer because you live in a rural area. Yeah. There's one good employer. It's it's the factory. We've all seen this movie, right? It's the factory. You finally got the interview at the factory. And if you get this job, you are set for life. You join the union. You make $75 an hour. It's, it's I don't know, it's the auto industry. And you're thinking, you know what? I've got two kids at home. Right right? Maybe you're a single parent, right? Who knows your personal situation? And you're like, eh, yeah, now now is not the time.
1: And there's no shame in that. I mean, you talked a little bit about None. you talked a little bit about personally, for you, there was a little bit of shame of questioning yourself, like, am I ashamed of myself? Is that why I'm not sharing? And so for you, the answer was to just do it, but to do it in a more informed way right? Exactly. But for these people, that may not be the answer for them. And it may never be the answer for them, right? It's like if you work in a staunchly conservative space, and you're gay, maybe you just don't tell anybody.
0: That is an excellent example. And one that I have heard from members of the LGBTQ plus community before. If you're going out for a job in the arts in California, you disclose because nobody cares.
1: Disclosure may not matter. If you live in Oklahoma, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. In Oklahoma. And if you're applying for a job as a, as a basketball coach or an MMA fighter trainer,
1: you may not share.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden you want to keep your mouth shut. Look at the number of, I really think this is an excellent analogy. Look at the number of retired football players, basketball players, baseball players who after they were retired and their careers were over. Came out. Came out. Exactly. And all of them were asked, why didn't you during your career? And they all said, I can't risk it. I can't risk the locker room. I can't risk my money. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm not getting another job that pays this kind of money. It was not worth the challenge to them. I want to stay on this for just a second longer because in the LGBTQ plus community, things are getting better. I know it's slow, but it is getting better. We're starting to make progress. And there's this piece of me that says that that community has made progress because they've been open. Yes. Like, that's the reason that I wanted to be open because... I see all of these negative representations of people living with bipolar disorder. And I wanted to provide a positive one so that I could help balance the scales. And that for me was the number one reason that I disclosed. But I, I I feel like I must say this. I was in a very privileged position to do so. And I don't just mean because of the area that I lived. I don't just mean because of my illness. I don't just mean because of financial status. I also had things like very supportive parents. Do you know how many parents would not want their son trashing their mistakes all over the internet? And listen, I kind of get it. Keep listening. I'm going to say some bad shit about my mom and dad eventually, but they're cool with it. Not everybody has that. We, we always hear the phrases, they told me not to air my dirty laundry. Nope. Thanksgiving is too weird if I disclose that. Well, I'll share it with you, Gabe, one-on-one, and you can write about it as long as you anonymize me, but I can never get on your podcast and discuss it. They acknowledge that their story has value and will help so many people, but they're not willing to alienate mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, because it's just too much. Absolutely that is a big reason to disclose. Yep. It will absolutely help the cause. So if you are able to, I would like to like have you on stage with me. I'd like to have you on the podcast with me. I'd like to read your writing. I'd, I'd like to see your advocacy no matter how small. Yes. But,
1: but the key words there were if you can disclose. Yeah. Because everybody
0: can't. Exactly. And don't feel bad if you can't.
1: No, not at all. You should not feel bad. I have people I see who whose families literally don't even know they see a psychiatrist and don't know they take medication. And they have asked me multiple times, you know, should I tell my parents? Should I tell? We talk about all the reasons to tell. We talk about all the reasons not to. And for these individuals, they've decided that their list of reasons not to far outweighs their reasons to do so because they know how their family feels about mental illness and taking medication and things like that, and they just don't want to go there it they just don't want to go there they don't feel like their mental health can handle that stress in addition to everything else that's going on in life. And I support people in that decision. I think it makes it a little difficult to find support when you're kind of secretive about your mental health care. But let's face it, everybody doesn't have Gabe's parents. Everybody doesn't have parents who are going to say, oh my gosh, you have bipolar disorder. Let me go learn about this thing so that I can better support you through your illness. Some people are the complete opposite of that.
0: Dr. Nicole, are you surprised that we've ended up here? The question is, should you disclose in the workplace? Yes, no. And we basically given some reasons for yes, some reasons for no, it does seem like we've leaned on the no side, pretty heavy. But there's no clear cut answer here. You know, listen, I'm kind of a black and white thinker. So I was really hoping that we'd work this out and be able to advise people. (laughs) But that's ridiculous, right? It is very personal.
1: It is very personal. And we were never going to have a firm yes or no. I mean, if you force me, I'm gonna say no. But there are lots of reasons why a person would choose to disclose, you know, informed decisions are all we can do.
0: Do you as a psychiatrist see the benefit in being open about bipolar disorder and disclosing not only in the workplace, but elsewhere? Is this something that will help future generations of people living with bipolar disorder have better access to care?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that if you are in a position to be an advocate for anything that you're passionate about. We need that, right? We need media coverage and we need people to be able to take their brain to something other than all the negative representations. When you disclosed that you had bipolar disorder with psychotic features, it would have been great for that person to not pull up in their brain this mental image of some guy who's going to shoot up the office, right? It would have been better if they could think, oh, I follow this mental health advocate or I follow this person on Instagram or I know somebody I go to church with who has bipolar disorder and they've talked about it before. That would have been a better image for them to pull up and maybe a more realistic image because let's face it, the things we see in the media are often not realistic and not great representation for the illnesses that they describe. So that's a whole different episode for a different day. Um, But I think advocacy is important, but I also think employers need to pull it together, right? Employers have long felt like your personal life is your personal life. Whatever you got going on at home, your mental health, leave it there and just come to work, be my robot, do my job and then go home and be human again. And that is so far from real it is scary that people think that way. So, you know, I do some work with organizations about wellness and educating about mental health and advocating about mental health in the workplace. And the one thing I try to push to them is, you know, if you can create an environment that is supportive of all people, including those with mental illness, including people with trauma histories, including all these things, you probably will get more out of your employees in the long run. And they'll be more productive and you'll have less turnover. But employers have to take some responsibility because some of these environments are so toxic that it would be impossible for someone with mental illness history to be able to survive in those areas.
0: Dr. Nicole, thank you so much for pointing out that employers have to be part of the solution. In in many cases, they hold all the cards, so we need to get them on board. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for being here. My name is Gabe Howard, and I am the author of Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations. You can get it on Amazon, but if you come to my website, I will give you my signature. I will give you stickers. I will give you swag. And all you have to do is go to GabeHoward.com.
1: And I'm Dr. Nicole Washington. You can find me on all social media platforms at Dr. Nicole Psych to see all the things I have my hand in at any given moment.
0: Dr. Nicole and I both travel nationally or internationally. We could be at your next event. Learn more information on our respective websites. And hey, we need a favor. Tell everybody you know about this podcast. Sharing the show is how we grow. And finally, wherever you downloaded this episode, please subscribe or follow. It is absolutely free. And we will see you next time on Inside Bipolar.
1: You've been listening to Inside Bipolar from Healthline Media and psychcentral.com. Have feedback for the show? Email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening.